The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing. Hello and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. Hello and welcome to Exposure. I'm your host, Callie Nees. This week I sat down with the Ballroom Dance Club. I'm a complete novice to ballroom dance, so Maddie and Will taught me a lot about the club and about ballroom. I know they would be a lot of fun when I learned that their club met from 10 p.m. to midnight. Will and Maddie were so much fun, so let's get right into it. I'm here today with Maddie and Will from Ballroom Dance Club. Welcome to Exposure, guys. Thanks for having us. Of course. So can you guys tell me a little bit about yourselves and who you are? Uh, yeah, so first of all, uh, my name is Will. I am the president of the uh, MSU Ballroom Dance Team. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm Maddie. I'm the Community Outreach Coordinator for the Ballroom Dance Team. I'm a senior this year, and I'm studying Biomedical Laboratory Science. Awesome. And how long have you guys been dancing for? Uh, we've both been dancing about uh, four years at this point. Cool. And can you give me a little bit of the basics of what ballroom dance is? Yeah, sure. Um so yeah, for ballroom dance, uh, there are a total of 19 different dance styles. Um, it's it's kind of a crazy world out there because like you can you have four different styles. You have your smooth, you have your standard, you have your rhythm dances, and your Latin dances. And basically, all of those are just different ways of dancing to different types of music. So pretty much any like song that you can think of in the world, there is a dance that goes along with it. Um, and like the more I dance, the more I realize it's kind of like learning a new language for every dance that you do. Okay. Like it, it, it's like, it's really cool. Like, cause like different like connections, different ways that you like move your hands and you're like, I don't know. Each dance has like their own emotion to it that like when you start like learning more and more about like the dance and like different moves, mm-hmm. the more you can like make like more emotions that like flow out during the dance. Okay. Do you guys have like a favorite style? So my favorite style is Latin. So Latin, like the dance within it specifically is called Samba. It's like a nice, sexy dance. It's a lot of hip and it's like a lot of like energy and fun. And I just love it. Absolutely. I agree with that. Latin is also my favorite. Um, I am also a sucker for smooth, which is Mm -hmm. like your typical like uh, waltz, tango, foxtrot, um, things like that, as well as, um, yeah, just like stuff like that. Is there any kind of dance that you would consider to be, like, way, like, super hard and, like, some that are, like, really easy? Hmm. So, to me, definitely Viennese Waltz is one of the harder ones for me. Mm-hmm. It's a very, um, like, technical dance where you have to, like, get your legs in the right position. Okay. So, it seems like a lot of spinning when you're dancing it. And that's why we on the team normally ta- um, teach it once you reach bronze level because you need, like, a certain level, like, technique music knowledge to um dance it but i always struggle with that one and then i i find my rhythm in latin dances easier for me just because i love i'm a very outgoing person and that they're all really outgoing dances so like i can like just bounce around Mm -hmm. so you were telling me a little bit that you guys compete can you tell me a little bit about the competitions and how they work yeah absolutely um competing actually became one of my very favorite things like starting Mm -hmm. off like very quickly um, naturally pretty competitive person. Yeah. Um, 
so like basically what our team does is we go around all like a bunch of different schools in the Midwest, whether that be Purdue University. Uh, I know that uh, University of Wisconsin has a competition. There's uh, one in Columbus, Ohio that's huge every year. There's there are actually two in Columbus, Ohio. But essentially, like you just get up, uh, get up, like dance on the floor with about like sixteen or so other couples, um, and the judges will sit on the side and just like uh, write like little well. They'll either mark you or not mark you, okay. and like that means you like get passed on to the next round, or if it's the final, they'll rank you first through eighth, eighth or so. Um, but yeah, competitions are just pretty much a, a really good way to, um, like, show off your technique in dancing, as well as like your partnership. Your and then like, you also get to dress up in like really cool outfits, mm-hmm. especially when you get up there in the terms of levels. So with competitions, like. Do you guys like compete in different categories? Like, are there different levels? How does that work? Yeah. So with uh, competition and with our practices, uh, there are um, a bunch of different levels, ranging from newcomer to what we call open. In newcomer, um, it, that's like people who've been dancing for a year or less. Okay. And then once you, um, and then there's the next level, which is bronze, and then silver and gold, where like as the levels go up. Pretty much like you unlock new moves. It's like if, if you think about it like a video game, it's like okay. achievement unlocked. You learned uh, an open hip twist or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then and then there's like another realm outside of that. Like that's what we call the syllabus dances. And then okay. there's open, which also is divided into novice, pre-champ, and championship, where basically you get to make up your own rules as, all, as long as you're not like throwing your partner across the dance floor or something like that. Cool. So... When you're coming into ballroom dance, like a lot of people don't do that typically when they're younger. How did you guys get started in it? So I found it through my freshman year roommate who found it during participation. Okay. And she was just like, hey, look at this flyer. This looks cool. Let's go. And I was like, you know what? It does look seem cool and interesting. So that's how I got started into the team. And I have yet to leave because I have fallen <laughs> in love with it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar story um, for me. I knew I wanted to join something with partner dance. Initially, okay. it was like uh, swing dancing, mm-hmm. um, and then like my roommate Alex, like he uh, went out to ballroom this one night, and I was just sitting here there in my uh, dorm room. I was like, "Should I go? Should I not?" Like ballroom seems so much more intimate than swing dancing. It just seems kind of kind of weird. Um, and then I was like texting there, te- texting with a friend, and I was like, "You know what? Screw it. Either this will mm-hmm. make a really good experience, or it'll make a funny story." And I don't regret my decision one bit. Awesome. So I was told a little bit about the Ohio Star Ball. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is? Yeah. Um, so for the Ohio Star Ball, that is a uh, probably our biggest competition of uh, the year that is hosted at Columbus, Ohio. And pretty much the best uh, dancers, like not only in like the Midwest, but also like the country. Like I know that there's a few, uh, there's a few teams from like Georgia and stuff like that that come out and we all like, compete. And it's just pretty much like any normal competition, but on a bigger okay. scale. And they also have a cool thing uh, called a team dance, where all the uh, the teams they bring their own group of dancers, or they they like nominate a set of dancers to okay. dance uh, a certain style. And then pretty much like the the team that has like the best dancers win. Oh, yeah. that's but cool. So where do you guys travel to? Is it just like kind of the Midwest? You go all over the country. What kind of things are you guys doing? So we normally stick to the um, Midwest area. So we've done um, like Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Ohio. This year we're considering doing one in Pennsylvania. But like we normally just stick to like the whole Midwest. 
because okay. it's easier to travel that way. And how do you guys travel? Uh, we do carpools. Okay, so do you guys just one of you signs up and you all like pack in a car? Like, how does it work? Yeah, so um, basically we just have sign up sheets for anyone who can- is going who can drive and have a car. There was one year when we went to Madison, Wisconsin, and I drove the 15-passenger van (laughs) with about 10 ballroom members. That was a journey and a half. That's got to be crazy. Do you guys stay in hotels, or is it just like, we're going there and we're coming back? Uh, So it depends. So in some competitions, the team will host um, people in, like, the team members' dorm rooms or apartments, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, free housing. If that's not available, then the team buys, um, like, either a hotel room or Airbnb, just something that, like, we can just stay in for a night. That's got to be a lot of fun with, like, bonding and all that kind of stuff. What are some other bonding experiences that you guys have as a club? So we do a lot of social events. Um, As a team, we do team dinners um, every year. In the fall, we go to St. John's, and we do the corn maze, um, pumpkin picking, stuff like that, and then... We um, pre-pandemic, we've gone to senior citizen homes and danced with the residents. And then this year, I know we have planned like movie nights. Um, laser tag is on the agenda. So now we're not only just like a competitive team. We mm-hmm. have a big social aspect to us as well, where we just like to come together and just have a lot of fun. But not everyone has to compete, right? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, like it, the team makeup is. Like, about 50-50, like, people who are interested in competition, people who are just there to chill out and hang out. And, like, po- both are perfectly awesome. But Do you it. have to have any dance experience when you join? I joined because I couldn't dance. So, <laughs> absolutely no uh, experience required. Same here. I did not know any dance knowledge before I joined the team. And I didn't even ha- own any type of, like, dance shoes or dresses or anything like that before I joined. What kind of, like, dance shoes do you have to have? And, like, what kind of equipment do you need? Yeah. So for dance shoes, like I didn't think that you would actually need dance shoes to mm-hmm. start dancing initially. But so the way that this like, works is it's pretty much like a normal shoe. Um, but instead of like a rubber sole, it needs to like spin and stuff like that. So we have suede on the bottom. Okay. Um, so that, that just makes it a bit easier. So do the girls like all wear heels or can they wear whatever? Like I know you were telling me that you do kind of non-traditional where you're a lead. How does that kind of work? So typically, um, for female follows, they wear um, heels during both the events. So I'm different than the like traditional like man woman partnership. So I'm a female lead. Okay. So I dance like the typical male role, and I wear like men's shoes instead of heels. But I've definitely seen at competitions with other female leads where they wear um, their heels while they're leading. But it just depends on what you're comfortable with or not. So do you have to dance every style or can you pick, oh, this is the style that I want to dance? Like, how does that work? Yeah, you can dance um, whatever style you want. Um, so usually like the curriculum that we have like built into the team, we're mostly American focused, which means okay. that we'll do a lot of work with our smooth categories and the um, rhythm category um, with like a little bit less attention on standard and Latin. Um, I know this is this could be like foreign, like a foreign language, yeah. but like <laughs> that that's essentially like you can do pretty much whatever you want you can do all four styles if you want no no barrier there just uh it's just a it's just determined by how much work you want to put in okay and then like how do your like practices or meetings work Mm. so every week we send out a newsletter our curriculum chair chooses um what dances are going to be taught in which time slot 
farms unique in which we practice from 10 to midnight Monday through Thursday. It might seem very late in the night to do dance, but you don't have any other time conflicts during mm-hmm. that time. So it gets splits into two s- sessions. So the first session, they'll either like it'll be like newcomer and like the ses- second session would be um, bronze or silver. And they like switch up and we do all level um, sessions, too, where we work on technique and stuff like that. But um, it's normally like split between two sessions of dance with like a 30 minute um, open dance period in between. Do you guys coach it or do you have someone else come in? How does that work? Yeah. So the entire uh, team is student taught for the most part, except for uh, we do bring in professionals about four times a semester um, just to like refine and also like give like professional pointers in terms of technique. But pretty much like everything from like how lessons are structured uh, to even like how dues are collected, like all the banking stuff, like that's all student led. It's all like organized within the student body. So you guys have positions in the club, obviously. Do you have other positions or is it just like, all right, we have eboard, we have members, or is it like, oh, we have choreographers, we have like, how does that all work? So we we have our student led eboard, which has like different spots. So we have, you know, president, vice president, um, secretary. And then we have like other spots like fundraising chair, um, my position, the co- uh, community outreach coordinator, um, social chair, stuff like that. Um, all of our eboard meetings are available for any of our members to come in and um, chat. But normally it's just um, the typical eboard rules and then the members. Um, since we are a student led group, we don't have like much in funds to like um, pay for a choreographer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we partner with um pro couples and they'll like send over um videos of routines for us to look at which we appreciate very much so for the most part are you guys choreographing everything yourselves then mm-hmm. do each couple do it alone or is it like here's a couple here's another like student coach they're going to come help them yeah so here's where it gets like kind of weird like it's it's <laughs> um so if you're getting like chore- choreographed like routines, that's usually done by a coach separately from the team. Okay. Like I know that, um, like for example, like like my roommates uh, Alex and Celine, they um, they they get like all their like their open work choreographed by um a professional uh, called Tiffany, um Tiffany Sullivan, and that's done professionally. Um, okay. but until you get to a certain point, you can usually you usually don't really need a choreographed routine. Okay. What you what you see on like the the competition for most of the time that's just improvised lead and follow like just talking in terms of the connection between uh, your hands and like your shoulder blade and all that jazz how do you guys pick partners like you have to have a lot of chemistry with someone just to be like all right let's go on the dance floor and do something and not have a plan like how do you pick them so normally what happens is, is that when you join ballroom um a lot of people like after a little bit, they start forming partnerships. So I don't have a set partner. So okay. at competitions, what I do, I either find members of the team who aren't doing like certain dance styles or I do what's called the TBA list. So other members from other teams who also don't have a partner, like all sign up on a list for um, whatever competition we're going to. And if they match like our like level, so like I'm bronze, so I would find a bronze follow. And then I would dance with them. So when you're talking about levels, how many, like, is it mostly newcomers on your team? Do you have a lot of really high level people? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So with most years, it's usually newcomer heavy. 
Okay. But especially this year, considering we had like a, a year off where we didn't really recruit any new people, mm-hmm. um, we kind of have like, uh, if you're thinking about like a pyramid, we have like a huge base of newcomers right now, mm-hmm. um, a slightly smaller group of uh, like bronze people. And then once you get to like uh, silver and open, uh, it starts to get a little bit more like th- there's a few, a, a few, there's fewer <laughs> members there. Okay. Yeah. And do you guys like win prizes as a team or is it just like oh this individual couple won this like they win or is there like oh so many couples from michigan state won we all get a big like trophy or whatever yeah that does depend on the competition okay like a lot of competitions you literally win nothing but just a little ribbon like it's just like a little (laughs) like ribbon for your pride you know yeah um and then like sometimes for um like for bigger competitions like oh ohio star ball or uh, Arnold, you will get, uh, you can get a trophy as a team if if everyone compete or if the entire team competes better than other teams that are attending. Okay, so it's just typically like, oh, this couple did great. Here's a ribbon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very individual in that sense, but it's like a team in terms of the way that we can support each other and like build like build our technique as a team. Do you guys ever do like little like recitals or like showcases for each other? So, yeah, so at the beginning of each year when we do our open house, we do showcases. Okay. So um, couples on the dance team, they will create a routine and then at the showcase perform the routine to um, upcoming members. Um, so we are planning a um, another showcase for when we come back in person. Um, we haven't decided on a date yet. But that's something to look forward to for whoever's listening. <laughs> and do you guys, where do you guys practice at? Like, is it the same place or is it switched around? So we practice at Demonstration Hall here on okay. campus. And it's the um, same every time. Um, our pro lessons, it depends on we, if we can get Demonstration Hall or not. Sometimes we have used um, the classroom in the union and, um, like, uh, the stage in uh, Snyder Phillips Hall. Um, we've done stuff down there, but our main base is um, Demonstration Hall. Okay. And you guys, are you welcoming newcomers all the time? Or is it just like, all right, we're recruiting from here and here. This is when you can come. And then it's like closed. Or can anyone come any time of the year? So anyone can come at any time. Um, we give the first week that they're there free to come to lessons and everything like that. And we are always looking for new members for our team. So you guys are hosting a competition on February 5th, right? Correct. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And like, can people come and watch? Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is something like we're super, super excited about. Like, we, like we're hosting our own competition here on campus in IM Circle on the second floor in the gym. Um, people are more than welcome to, to show up, like, just because we will have probably like some of the best like mid, uh, or dancers in the Midwest uh, attending, as well as, um, yeah, like, we're, we just have the whole thing ready to go what kind of like process goes into planning a competition oh yeah so we're, we're definitely in the, in the thick of that it's it's a lot it um it ends up being um a total i'm trying to think of like in terms of hours how much work it is but like there's so many like minute details down to like okay like what are we feeding the lunch uh the the coaches for lunch or um do we have enough safety pins? Like th- there's like so much detail work that goes into planning a competition that has been um, a pretty big time sink for uh, like myself and my roommates uh, recently. So what other kind of things do you do for students on campus to come and attend? 
Yeah, so on February 14th, we are planning on doing a Valentine's Day dance where you can uh, feel free to bring in a friend or a significant other. Um, and we'll like t uh, have maybe a couple sh uh, showcases as well as um, teach a, a lesson, probably something a little bit more romantic, like a waltz or a, uh, I don't know, rumba or something like that. Um, yeah, th that's another opportunity for people who are interested in the, the club to come and check us out. So how can people get in contact with you if they have more questions or want to join? So we have a website. It's msuballroom.com where you can go there and then there should be a link, um, well, a tab to um, where you can put your email in. And once you send your email through, you'll start getting all of our newsletters. Yeah. Um, other than that, you can just feel free to check, like come through at Demonstration Hall, uh, 10 p.m. to midnight and just check us out, see, see what, uh, what we have in store. Um, but yeah, it would, it would be a good idea to sign up for that newsletter ahead of time just to have an idea of what the lessons are going to be and what, what lessons are going to be new, newcomer lessons so that you don't waste your time, you know? Awesome. So before we go, do you guys have any shout outs you want to make? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, we, we can shout out um, Fred Astaire um, Dance Studios. They have been a huge help this year. Uh, sending out pros and helping us out in terms of our technique. Uh, we, we meet pretty regularly with one of their pros, uh, Isabella Yavorska, and she's been a world of help. Um, other than that, yeah, we're still in. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. For more information on the ballroom dance scene, you can go to their website at msuballroom.com or check out our website, impact89fm.com. This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us, again, on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.